0: Well, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, right, here we go. We spent so much time talking about COVID 19 this morning that that's all that we're talking about in this podcast. But unlike other places in the media, hopefully, you'll get some facts and some jokes. Uh, let's start with. Uh, dispelling the panic from over the
1: ditch. The media's still not helping. Across the Tasman, grim prediction, 100,000 Australians could die. That's what you want to read. And who, who, what, 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 what? Professor of brilliance came up with that line. Former Reserve Bank of Australia board member, Warwick McKibben. What the hell does he know about anything apart from possibly economics? Who's he telling us... That a hundred thousand people are going to die, and why would you print that crap? Can anyone just say anything now, and the media will run a headline? If you if you flamboyant enough in your words and language, is that an instant headline? Is it-
0: Unfortunately, uh, the 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 panic attacks uh, were uh, restricted t- to Australia. Uh, they're also happening here. Uh, even when they collect up all the stats, uh, they then mispresent them. Uh, But how does this happen?
1: So to stuff this morning, I've been texted and said it's a robocall survey. I'd be deeply concerned if that's the case. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, 1,900 people. They've asked some weird questions. uh, But the most disturbing one of all is they've not heeded Prime Minister's warning earlier on this week about headlines. Their um, their line is this. Coronavirus is here. Kiwis are scared. I'll come back to that in just a couple of moments. So a couple of things they ask. 37% are confident. Uh, that the quarantine and border systems will present a large scale, uh, prevent a large scale outbreak. 47% are not confident. What's the point of asking that question? None of us know. None of us are experts in border control. Very few people work in border control. And therefore, why are you asking me something I simply don't know? One of the best interviews I heard and the political campaign so far was with Bloomberg a couple of days ago. And they were saying, what do you think is going to happen? How do you think you'll do in South Carolina? How do you think you'll do in budget He goes, no, I wouldn't have a clue. Don't ask me. It's guesswork. Yes, we've got some polls, but polls are guesswork. Ask me after the vote, then I'll be able to tell you ideal and facts. And I thought, well, you can't argue with logic. What's the point of asking a bunch of New Zealanders who know nothing about border control whether they think border control is going to work? Why would you bother? Another one of the weird questions in here is, um, do we think that GPs are adequately trained to deal with How the hell would you know unless you're a doctor? But the most important part is the opening line. Coronavirus is here and Kiwis are scared. It is simply not true according to their own numbers. Anxiety about the virus was strong, is it? Well, what are the numbers? 41% of us are worried about contracting the virus, 41%. But 47, a larger number, are not. So there are more people who are not worried than are. And then you add the 12% who don't know, therefore can't be worried because they don't know, and 47 and 12 is 59%. 59% of people, the vast majority of us, are not worried, therefore are not scared. Therefore the headline is wrong. When will you learn? You
0: see, that's one thing that you can guarantee you're going to get from uh, the Rewrap podcast is uh, a headline... That is about the podcast. Uh, So this is Stat Attack 3. This is actually the third time we've just tried to combat COVID-19 with actual facts and figures. Admittedly, Stat Attack 1 wasn't called
1: Stat Attack 1, it was called Statarama. But that's not important. Let's move on. So to put it in perspective numbers-wise, one of the worst days so far for coronavirus was the 10th of February. On that day, 108 people in China died of the virus. 108. On the same day, 10th of February, 26,283 people died of cancer. 24,641 people died of heart disease. 4,300 people died of diabetes. On that day, suicide took more lives than the virus did by 28 times. Mosquitoes kill 2,740 people every day. Humans kill 1,300 fellow humans every day. Snakes kill 137 people every day. Just a few numbers to ponder on. Yeah, but
0: there's no snakes here, though. We've now got three coronavirus cases. If we had three snakes here, imagine how much toilet paper we would have to buy then. Um, And also, if we did have three snakes here, would we quarantine the snakes or people so the snakes couldn't get to them? A lot of questions.
1: So the question would be, if the government said to you we're going to have to quarantine a town or a city, would you be on board? Internationally, it's interesting, most people are which I think reflects the general fear in the community. Not that that's necessarily um, sensible, but it seems to be real. Australia, 77% of people would think that it's a reasonable thing to do. 77 plays 23. And broadly speaking, no matter where in the world you go, people are roughly compliant. Uh, Canada's the same sort of number on 78%, Russia 78%. Uh, The most uncompliant country in the world, or the country they surveyed, would be Italy, which is ironic. If you think about the hotspots, Korea... Iran and Italy, and the interesting thing is they've all got their individual stories. The Korean situation is unquestionably, in my mind, a direct result of those crazy people in the religious sect who didn't cooperate. Iran speaks for itself. It's a mad society. It's afraid of the rest of the world. It doesn't want help. It doesn't have the facilities to be able to handle, and hence the problem they've got. Italy is one of those chaotic countries that if you said... What's a chaotic country that would have trouble containing anything complex? You would say Greece or Italy or certain countries in South America, wouldn't you? So the Italians wouldn't be happy at all. But by and large, most of us would be compliant. The most compliant country in the world, Vietnam, at 91%. So I would assume we'd be roughly in there with Australia. We'd be high 70s, don't you, reckon? I am,
0: of course, 100% into complying with any kind of quarantine order because I just that's all I want to do is be quarantined. thats I've spent my entire life training for this to just lock myself alone in a room and be left to my own devices.
1: Uh, maybe I should just move to Russia. Uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. Russia, where was my Russia number? Three cases, two recovered, one's in a mild condition, no deaths, no one serious. And I suddenly thought, because Glenn raised it yesterday on the program, and, it, and I'd seen the map, and there are vast swathes of the world that are pretty much untouched by this. Would you say suspiciously untouched? No. I would say no, 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 I wouldn't, because here's my theory. Russia and Africa and South America, and they're places that by and large, one, are poor, so therefore the people don't travel, therefore people don't leave those places, therefore they don't bring the disease back. Two, you don't want to go there. Therefore, there's not a – in other words, tourism – and this is why it's inevitably – And this is not to fear monger or do anything of the sort. This is why, inevitably, New Zealand was going to end up with the disease. What do we rely on? Tourism. We're at the bottom of the world. How do we get around the world? We fly. Inevitably, we were going... And just look at the case we saw. A woman is in northern Italy. Next minute, she's in Palmerston North. Join those dots. But nevertheless, that's exactly what's happened. So you go to Africa. No one can afford to leave Africa And no one really wants to go to the vast swathes of Africa. South America, same sort of story. There are obvious exceptions, obviously. But Russia generally is full of poor people. The economy's buggered, has been for years because Putin's a dictator and a madman. No one can afford to leave the country and very few people want to go in. So therefore, in an odd way, they're isolated, extrapolate that out. And what do we see increasingly in the world? Isolation. Trump being a classic example, more and more regimes are rising towards isolation. It's becoming an increasingly isolationist world, and you could argue that these sort of examples are going to be grist to their mill. It backs up their case. Why would you want to deal with the world? Why do you want to deal with China? Why do you want to be holden to a country that gives the whole world a virus and the supply chain a bugger and we can't do business anymore? Why wouldn't you want to be self-contained? Be like a Russia, be like an Africa, be like a Trump-type America. Do your own thing, have a domestic market, why deal with the world? It's all playing nicely into his hands. That's a I, little I, bit of it. I was
0: really hoping it was going to be vodka related somehow. No, no. Like you know, how sometimes they just stumble upon, you know, what is it that these people are doing differently to everybody else? No, it's not. And, uh, and then no, maybe tequila related with the South American thing, and then I couldn't quite... Couldn't think of a drink out of Africa? Well, you've
1: got your um, Amarula, I suppose, but I'm not a fan of that. No, but have a look at a map. If you get a chance to have a look at a map, look at where it's got to the world and look at where it isn't. There are vast swathes, and I think that's the reason why.
0: Oh, but just imagine. Imagine if alcohol was the answer. Because people always say it's not the answer, but imagine if just for once it was. Uh, We're going to finish up uh, by asking that question just... What will you do now and what won't
1: you do? What just does seem a little bit dodgy under the current climate? The virus might swamp all of it. We might talk about nothing more about than the virus between now and September. And wouldn't that be depressing? It certainly feels like that already. Let me ask you guys about to say, let me ask you a question. You're sick of talking about the virus yet? I am. What would you do? Would you fly if I offered you free tickets from wherever you are to... Australia, would you take it right now and you go tomorrow? Would you fly? Happily? Or obviously if I said to China, you'd go no, or would you go no? Would you go no to China? What about Korea? What about England? If I gave you tickets to England, would you go right now? Would you be comfortable being in a plane for 24 hours right now? What about eating out? We were talking about the restaurants. Would you, we're eating out at the moment. I couldn't care less. I wouldn't think twice about not eating out. How ridiculous. What about a concert? What about if someone was coming to town tomorrow, 40,000 people, outdoor stadium, would you go, ooh, ooh?
0: Where, where what if is, it was
1: Placido Domingo?
0: Well, definitely. definitely. I mean, you can't miss you know. Placido. But um, w- what about, you now this is where it gets a bit dodgy,
1: what about say you needed a blood test, like a routine blood test? Good question. Very good question. I wouldn't, I, personally, I wouldn't. Personally, I wouldn't think twice about it, but people would, wouldn't they? Mind you. Yeah, people turning up at the doctors at the moment, going, "I don't feel well," and that could be a cold. Chances are, it is a cold. And so, what are you doing with a whole bunch of other people?
0: What about if you've broken your leg? Do you think mm, I think I'll just put up with it? I might just let that sit for a while. These are home of the question. Um, so yeah, we finished the program uh, talking about the uh, delay of the Bond movie uh, because people uh, just aren't congregating in places like movie theaters around the world at the moment. And, um, and then the, the Twitter reaction to that and there were quite a few uh, jokes COVID-19 jokes being made I've made a few in this podcast um, and then we wondered if it's appropriate to make those jokes um, if it isn't don't listen to any more of these podcasts I think that's the warning there I'm Glenn ZB the, that was the re-wrap and we'll be back with more stuff like that, I'm not saying they'll be funny I'm just saying they'll be there uh, we'll see you tomorrow